Anthony, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good morning. Uh, beautiful day. Got my had my two cups of coffee. I'm raring to go. You know, I think it's something to do with New Jersey and New York. We need that coffee. We cannot get going until we have that coffee in us. <laughs> it's also an, an Italian thing. I have a Neapolitan uh, background, and uh, we live on an espresso and cappuccino. So. Oh. I uh, I recently got involved with the Cortados, the Cuban coffee. Love it, yeah. I do oh, those too. Gosh. Yeah, it it, and, it it it's less, a little bit less milk, and uh, all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I, and I need real coffee too. I can't. I'm sorry, Starbucks. I just can't do it. Agreed. Agreed. Anthony, I am so excited for this interview because if anybody knows me, they know how much I love lever action rifles. I mean, I, I literally posted this picture of me the other day. It's Christmas and probably in New Jersey, too. I think I'm around six years old. And I'm sitting there with a toy lever action in my hand. Got my cowboy hats on. There's such there's such a thing about lever actions that I've shot shotguns, rifles, everything you can imagine, competition, but that lever action. And that is why I'm so excited to talk to you today about building the premier lever action company in the world. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate the kind words. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I believe that uh, the lever the lever action is really America's rifle, uh, in the sense that um, many of uh, you know firearms designs were born elsewhere, meaning outside of the country, even revolvers, semi-auto pistol, uh, shotguns, bolt action rifles, certainly, etc. Uh, but the lever action design, uh, with gratitude to Benjamin Tyler Henry, who got it off the ground with the first, uh, actually the first uh, repeating rifle, uh, that ever existed. And then the lever action for decades upon decades through, you know, the late 1800s through the 1900s, etc. Many right, uh, many lever action rifles, uh, were manufactured, sold and, uh, put food on the table or for, you know, property defense, home defense, etc. And I, I feel that, you know, the market waned somewhat by the 1980s, but uh, Henry started in 1997. And I believe that we not only resurrected the lever action market, but we've taken it to a place that uh, it, it hasn't been before. And, the you know, the fascination with the American cowboy obviously has not waned. Look how successful uh, the uh, Yellowstone series is on TV, uh, number number one. And, you know, the modern cowboy, the tactical cowboy, you know, it, it's all good stuff. The lover action is here to stay. If I'm always like, I'm friends with one of the guys that works at Henry. And every time I see a lever action on TV, like I was watching this movie, The Contractor, a modern movie, Chris Pine, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland whips out a lever action, like a tactical lever action. And I'm like, this is so cool. So I'm always taking screenshots and sending them over there because the lever action is beyond 
what people think it is anymore. You can have modern lever actions. I've been in law enforcement for 20 something years, 20, almost 23 years now. I've used carbines. I've used uh, Steyer augs. I mean, I've used everything in a line of duty carrying them. And I think about so many LEOs out there, law enforcement officers and agents are in rural areas. And a 223 is a great round. You know, it's great. But let's say you're you're a sheriff deputy. You're someone working out in Colorado. And it's not just you're coming up against a human adversary, but what if there's bears? What if there's what if there's an animal that needs to be put down out there? And you have around like a 4570, you have a 44 Magnum. You have something suitable for the area you're in. Now, the agency I work with now, we have agents in Alaska. You know, if you have a modern lever action, it's perfect for all practicalities. Yeah, we 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 were just at the uh, International Chiefs of Police show, and you're hitting the nail on the head. In particular, you know, the folks from uh, Alaska law enforcement came over, and they're very interested in uh, purchasing Henry's for that specific reason. And Oh, yeah. I've traveled, uh, even though I'm a New York City guy, I have traveled so extensively through, been fortunate enough to travel through uh, the beauty of rural America. And uh, we've been working with a lot of sheriff's departments of late, smaller departments, etc. So uh, I think you will see the lever action introduced more into law enforcement and uh, while we're on that, I just want to make sure that I get out that you know that Henry is a big supporter of our military, of our law enforcement, first responders, etc. So I want to make sure I publicly thank you for your service to our country, to your city, state, community, etc. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we, we love the idea of having uh, lever actions find a home in uh, in in law enforcement. And I think in a lot of those areas too, you will see a lot more use of a revolver as a sidearm, believe it or not. I think you'll see some changes back to, uh, to the revolver. So anyway, that's my two cents for the morning. Oh yeah. I am one of the, one of my friends has a company that does the holsters for the 44 Magnums, 10 millimeter. There's all sorts of rounds out there that are very practical. I have to say one of your competitors was my first 44 Magnum lever action and I like it, but it was shooting. It is not fun. <laughs> it really isn't. I, I recently got this Henry 44 Magnum and I tell everybody, I'm like, it almost feels like I'm shooting like a 22 rifle because it is so accurate and so fun to shoot. I don't have, I mean, I'm putting 300 grain rounds in there too. I'm using bear loads. And when I shoot that thing, it is spot on, dead on at, you know, zero and at 25 to 50 meters. And it, it's just, it feels great. It doesn't feel like the competitor is 44. And yes, it does sound like a Henry commercial right now, but I'm someone that's been shooting for, you know, 30 years. And when I get 44 is my favorite round. And when I shot this thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it's just such an incredible rifle. Well, appreciate the kind words. And uh, I'm glad you are feeling all of those good feelings about uh, our, our, uh, our centerfire rifles. The, uh, you know, we are, we are known for uh, a very smooth action. That's very much part of our, our, our DNA. Uh, but we're just, we're obsessed with 
quality, reliability, accuracy, uh, performance, etc. And then, of course, you know, we're going to back it with uh, customer service, uh, extraordinary customer service. But the, I think the overall weight and balance of our centerfire lever actions, uh, how they feel, the action is so smooth again, like I said, the entire package, it just, it just works. It just works. You know, you brought up something that I really want to touch on with customer service. Now, you started in a storefront. You started with a forward-facing. You are one-on-one with customers in 1978. That is, it's not easy dealing with the gun community, and it's especially not easy in uh, different types of settings like New York. Now, having that experience with customers, I think, is one of the most solid aspects of building a company. If you have horrible customer service, I'm not going to go back to you. I won't recommend you. And the word of mouth will end at that point. And if anything, it's going to be negative. But having a positive, solid foundation in customer service is really the pillar of your company. And I could tell that as you all are grown so much in the past decade, well, 25 years, I can't even quarter of a century. Yeah, the, uh, you know, at the time, I didn't know what purpose it was ultimately going to serve me. And I'm sure everybody could say that as they, you know, they turn the pages and chapters of, of their life. But uh, uh, my family's gun shop slash police equipment shop was on the back street of the old police headquarters in downtown Manhattan. It was a destination, meaning no one knew how to get there. They'd have to figure it out. So to begin with, if someone walked through that door, they painstakingly had had to find the place unless you, you know, you work for the police department across the street. So that alone, uh, you know, uh, I had to say, Hey, I'm really grateful that you, you found found us. And, uh, you know, I've got a bit of salesmanship in my blood. If you came all this way to find us, I don't want you walking out the door without buying something here. And it's just a matter of going the extra mile. You know, it was a small shop, so uh, if it got crowded, I'd have a pot of coffee. And, you know, while people were waiting, I'd say, hey, you want a cup of coffee? While I'm waiting, I'm sorry, I'm keeping you this long. Little little things go a long way uh, in, you know, how you treat people. And, you know, businesses ultimately all about relationships and uh it's our relationship with the consumer first and foremost our relationship with our employees those are the two pillars of our of our success and then the relationships in between vendors distributors dealers etc et, et but that three feet of glass that separated me from the consumer understanding their needs uh, and, and, and not just trying to sell them, sell them what, uh, was going to be useful, uh, for them. I, I'll never forget, uh, you know, a father and a son just opened up a check cashing business in Queens. They came into the store. They were not familiar with guns at the time. And, you know, we went through the whole thing and I sold them, a a, a revolver, uh, at the time, it was a Colt detective special with a hammer shroud so that he could keep the gun in his pocket. And if he needed to pull it out, it wasn't going to get caught on his coat pocket or it wasn't going to get caught in the drawer, etc. 
And uh, just a week later, they there was an attempted robbery, and then they came back to tell me how grateful they were that you know I had sold them something that helped fend off this robbery and protect their lives. So treat people right and uh, don't pull the wool over their eyes. Uh, give them something that they need that's going to solve a problem, or even something that's going to give them joy. Which is you know there are many things in our our product line that, you know, served that purpose too. So at any rate, I'm so glad I had that experience because it's, it's the foundation of who we are today. Well, I am so glad you brought up a father and son walking into the, into the business because we talked about the LEL practication, practical applications of it. We talked about, you know, you could probably throw that into the home defense area as well, but the legacy, that is the big thing. I remember my first, 22 when I was a kid, you know, my dad bought it and I found, I didn't know they were getting it for me and it was going to be for Christmas. And I found like this little tin of 22, 22 long rifle. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting my first rifle. There is such a legacy when it comes to getting that first rifle. And you know, you guys just had this, um, uh, thing for selling a thousand rifles, a thousand 22s. And I was like, I was telling everybody about it. I'm like, this is the type of legacy you want. Your, your kid's going to get his first gun. Getting them that twenty-two and and showing them a bullet and the power of the bullet and what you could do with the bullet, like plinking, bullseye hunting. There's so much you could do with a twenty-two when you first get it, and the excitement you get as a child, it's a legacy, and you could pass that twenty-two on to your child, to their child, and it just keeps going and going. The legacy and the foundation of having a lever action and a reliable lever action, and I think that is key to the next level we're getting to when it comes to firearm ownership. Yeah. I have to say it's, you know, one part of the business that I love the fact that, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so much good emotion about, you know, you know, we make our 22s and the grandfather buys it for the granddaughter or the grandson for the first time. And they open it up on, on, on Christmas or the father and the daughter or the father and the son go to the range on a Saturday morning, set up some balloons, some tin cans, whatever, shoot at a target. They learn the discipline, the safety. We, we're part of these families' memories. It's not like I make salt shakers, uh, you know, uh, that it's a benign product. This is something that uh, you know, people just don't forget. And they tell the stories decades later. I remember when my grandfather took me, you know, it's all good emotional stuff. And back by, there's nothing like, you know, you, uh, going to the range. Uh, like There's a range out in Staten Island here, Colonial uh, Rod and Gun Club. It's been there since the 30s. Uh, you'll find the, the the nicest, most disciplined people, and bringing uh, youngsters and teaching them, and all of that. It's uh, you know, it's exactly the polar opposite of what the media makes it out to be. You know, and uh, you know they learn safety when the red light goes on. Okay, everybody, arms down, finger off triggers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's all good stuff. It's. Um, uh, it's it's all about people and emotion, and that's why I love this business. You brought up a couple of things I do want to talk about. Is firearms ownership 
especially in the past few years, has gone beyond politics. It doesn't matter if you're left, you're right, you're anybody. So many people are purchasing their first firearm. I, I ended up getting my firearms instructor license because I wanted to teach basic safety. And in order to do that, I had to go to the basic safe, the basic firearms course, basic handgun course. And the people that were there with me, just getting the training, every age from, from 21 to, to 91, I think, it didn't matter, blue hair, purple hair, gray hair. Everybody, it doesn't matter, is getting into firearm ownership, whether or not it's to protect their home or whether or not it's to hunt, provide, to harvest. Everybody I know is getting into firearms. And I talked to an older couple last year, and they're like, look, we live out in the middle of nowhere. They're out in Saint, they're out to the suburbs of St. Louis, actually the, uh, the rural area outside of St. Louis. And they're like, look, we, we don't know if we want to get a pistol or a shotgun or whatever. And I'm telling myself, okay, everybody wants to get a revolver. Revolvers are great. It's point and shoot. But if someone's coming up your driveway, maybe there's – and you want to have something. A shotgun isn't really the easiest thing to learn how to pump it, hit the slide release and all that. But a lever action is perfect. You're not going to get that 12-gauge fall on your butt feel you're going to get something like a 357 is perfect for an older couple so i think having options out there now and it's not a quote-unquote scary looking weapon as well yeah i i i can share stories with you it's you're hitting the nail on the head again uh specifically with 357 a year ago i got a letter from a gentleman in Kentucky that, you know, they had a burglar in the middle of their house come up into the bedroom, believe this or not, grabbed his Henry. He had a Henry Carbine 357 there. He's the guy was crying, thanking me on the phone that the, it saved his life. He wound up killing the guy. Incredible. But I, I've had I've had also. Uh, you know, predator stories. Uh, I, I have to say, I forget what animal it was, but the animal was coming after grandma who grabbed Hug Henry <laughs> and basically it saved her life. So I know we're laughing about it. It's a serious matter, but <laughs> hey, you know, we have a slogan now, protect and provide. So, you know, uh, it, 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 our guns serve a purpose, and like like you said, uh, le lever actions are certainly a very good option, maybe the best option for these situations. Listen, I'm going to tell everybody it's the best option. I have a ton of ARs around here. I love them, but I love big rounds. I, one of my next ones either going to be 357 or 4570. But one thing I do want to think about is I'm like, okay, well, there's other applications for 357 to 38, and that's sports action shooting. I love my, I shoot a lot of IDPA, a lot of USPSA, but I really want to get into shooting like a cowboy. Okay. I mean, listen, 12 year old me or 10 year old me, I always want to be a cowboy as well as a soldier and a policeman. So, I mean, the sports action shooting or in, and competition shooting, I think it's the next level. And I think that could be a really, really good uh, opportunity to get lever actions, Henry lever actions out there. I mean, I love seeing people doing competitions. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. It's, um, just, a, you know, beautiful sport, fun, 
discipline, competition, outdoors. I mean, it's all good stuff. It's all it's all good stuff. Um, and we are helping to try and, uh, you know, uh, show people that, hey, this is just something that's great to do for a number number of number of reasons. You don't. And one thing about competition shooting and even just shooting for fun is you don't have to be a law enforcement officer. You don't have to be prior service. You can be anybody. Anybody can become a a great shooter. And I firmly believe that anybody can get into competition. Hey, that's the right attitude to have, you know, young, old, you know, women, uh, all different walks of life. Uh, These are really beautiful sports and um, shooting sports. And as you know, we're we're a, a a big supporter of uh, Henry is a big supporter of off, you know, hunting traditions, firearms, the traditions, uh, wildlife conservation and promoting youth shooting sports. We promote, we support uh, so many youth uh, shooting sports organizations like the YSSA uh, youth shooting sports Alliance, NRA youth programs, uh, Boy Scouts of America, the national Four H. Uh, I, I could go on and on. There's numbers and numbers of, of them. And uh, so we're trying from, from an early age, uh, but because it, it introduces somebody to respect and discipline. And uh, those are things that serve you well, you know, outside of the shooting range. Uh, so I love it. Just love it. You know, that transitions into the last topic I really want to hit on today. It's something that I've been very excited to see what you've been doing for other people as far as charity. Henry has been putting out like either a special edition rifle and they're doing everything they can to have a philanthropic side. So that must be important to you and giving back to the country, giving back to people, everyday people. So let's talk about the the types of charities you all support. Well, thank you uh, for the opportunity to talk about this and uh, apologies if, you know, I might come across as a, 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 a braggadocio, but uh, you know, some 25 years ago uh, we started uh, a couple, couple years after Henry was off the ground uh Guns, Henry's Guns for Great Causes program. And the main focus has been on uh, individual sick children's cases where families were struggling to pay uh, for things related to medical bills, uh, sick children's hospitals, pediatric cancer, uh, military wounded veterans organizations, first responders organizations, and then, of course, wildlife conservation, Second Amendment, uh, shooting sports traditions, Etc. So uh, our Henry's Guns for Great Causes program focuses on those five or six constituencies, and um, uh, we've been blessed, and we want to give back. And uh, th- it's also been a blessing to give back because I have m- I- I've met 
so many incredible people, uh, World War II veterans, uh, you know, Af- Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, etc. All, all of the, uh, you know, battlefield stuff from World War II on. And then the, these individual sick children's cases, families around the country and people that we've befriended, uh, you know, it's all been a blessing to us, too. So thank you for that. And this past year, in honor of our 25th anniversary, um, we built a thousand golden boys with a special embellishment. Uh, they were sold off and uh, the proceeds, it's a million dollars plus uh serial number one just was auctioned off for over ten thousand dollars those monies are going to places like disabled american veterans tunnel to towers i was just at building homes for heroes the other night at their event and presented with a check uh there'll be monies distributed to pediatric cancer etc etc so Thank you for the opportunity to talk about Henry's Guns for Great Causes program and a little bit to pat ourselves on on the back. But we just uh, we it's been part of our corporate DNA. It's a long it's a long time now. It's it's uh, nothing that just came along now. And uh, it's been part of what we do. Okay, I have two more questions. One, I don't want to put you on the spot. Twenty five years. What is your absolute favorite lever action? Uh, I'm sentimental, sentimental, sentimental about uh, our big boy uh, in particular. I have to say just the big boy line in general. Uh, the reason being, you know, we came out with our HO01, our basic rimfire entry level models. Uh, then we we went into the golden boy and I started getting calls and emails and letters. Hey, you know, we love the look of the golden boy. We'd like to see something like that, but in centerfire calibers. And the challenge was, uh, you know, in uh, to uh, have a receiver that could withstand the pressures of uh, these calibers, which was not such an easy task and so it was a challenge and we overcame that challenge and uh because we overcame that challenge and it's been so well received i have to say the big boy line in general is uh, you know the most sentimental to me and of course it's available in a you know it's available in uh color case hardened it's available in steel there's you know of many different all weather finishes so um that's the answer to the question. Yeah. And I think that's going to be my answer too. If anybody ever asked me, I love it. I love my 44. I love it. Uh, what does Henry have in the future? What's your, what's the next steps for Henry? Well, uh, I, I get asked that here and there. And my stock answer is that when we have what we call guns in the box is when we announce it, because otherwise there's too much stress in the mm-hmm. supply chain, uh, consumers, dealers, where is it? Where is it? So when it gets in a box, we 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 announce it. But the broader answer to your question is, we spoke a lot today about uh, you know lever actions, which I'm certainly happy happy about. But Henry is a firearms manufacturer, 
And I think that you can expect to see us in other lanes within the industry, bringing innovation, bringing products that solve people's problems or that are just simply fun to use. And uh, you'll, you'll see us, we've, we, you know, we've got five or six years of guns well into development. So the next year, two, three, you're going to see some interesting, sexy stuff coming out of Henry.